0: Welcome to our next edition of Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. I'm Pete Sampson, joined as always by Kevin Sinclair from the Pacific Northwest. And one segment today, um, some recruiting news this week as the spring evaluation period wraps up. Uh, Coaches are about to be off the road, so we're sort of charting out the last offers. Um, But I think one thing that popped out this week, and we'll get into this in our Five Guys segment as well, is just the maybe uptick in Indiana prospects that Notre Dame can go after, not just this cycle, but next cycle. And Kevin, you wrote about this on the website yesterday. It's, um, I think it's sort of an underrated base for Notre Dame if you look back on the Brian Kelly era in terms of getting kids out of Indiana and how they develop here.
1: Yeah, it's it was interesting when I looked back, and kind of what sparked my idea to sort of have a, a look at it is you look at the, the 2019 class, there's some – really strong defensive ends. So I had to look back at sort of the Brian Kelly era, um, sort of the history of recruiting the state of Indiana. And obviously they've gotten some really strong players out of Indiana, Jalen Smith, Sheldon Days, uh, you know, Nick Martin, um, Drew Tranquil. So I had to look at all that. And I, you know, his transition year in 2010, they got, you know, Daniel Smith, um, the, the wide receiver, the, Missed on a few others. But between 2011 and 2015, uh, they went 12 for 17 on the offers. Um, they missed on a few, like Darren Kirkland, Austin Roberts, a few. Um, but they got most of the guys they wanted, and they, those guys, there was a lot of really strong contributors. But the last couple years, um, 2016, uh, things looked really good for wide receiver Austin Mack and defensive end Austin Robertson. Um, obviously, Mack ended up going to Ohio State. Robertson ended up going to Michigan State. Um, and then, obviously, 2017 was a, a tough year recruiting in uh, Indiana. There was the, you know, the staff change plus the four and eight season. Um, you know, obviously, it was a tough year recruiting for Notre Dame last year, but they had Pete Werner locked up, you know, and then he decommitted and committed to Ohio State. Uh, Hunter Johnson looked promising early on, and you know, he looked like the top quarterback in the country. Uh, in Indiana so that looked promising obviously he ended up at Clemson and then there was the late push to try to flip Russ Yeast uh, defensive back he stuck to his commitment to Louisville and then they looked at flipping Mac Hippenhammer wide receiver who stayed with his commitment to Penn State so you know sort of going forward this year if you look at it there's there's uh, about four guys that are sort of you know Notre Dame worthy guys now three of them now have uh have offers. There's obviously we have Marquis, uh Notre Dame has Marquis Step of Indy Cathedral. You know, he's locked down to Notre Dame. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um and then now there's obviously there's DJ Johnson. Uh you know, he's ranked as a number twenty eight cornerback in the country. Um four star guy nonetheless. Um has some big ten offers um, he looks like, you know, he's going to be working out at Irish Invasion. And, um, you know, from then on, uh, he could end up being a part of the class. Obviously, yesterday they offered uh, Cam McGrone. Um Pete, you'll be probably speaking about him a bit more. Um, Cam McGrone's rated the number one outside linebacker in Indiana, number 25 outside linebacker in the country, uh, 6'1", 220, uh, you know, opening finalist now. Um, he's going to be at Irish Invasion as well. Obviously, the big thing with him was uh, having a big setback with the knee injury last year, but obviously he looks like he's doing really well now, and he got the offers. So there's the three guys. The fourth, who sort of is, um, you know, he's actually ranked the number one recruit in Indiana, is Emil Ekior. Um, he's committed to Michigan, and now Notre Dame hasn't offered him, even though sort of you know Alabama, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Penn State, USC, Texas A&M, all these other big offers. But you'd think if Notre Dame was really interested in him, they would have offered him by now. He's the number five guard in the country, ranked number one sixty-six overall. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. But for the three guys they want, Marquis Step. Uh, Cam McGrown, DJ Johnson, they could end up with all three of those in their class. And that's kind of get, getting things back to the way they were between 2011 and 2015, where they're getting most of the guys they want in state. And then kind of going forward from that, uh, the 2019 class looks very strong in Indiana. Uh, wide receiver David Bell at a Warren Central, uh, 6'1, 170. He's ranked a four star in scout. Um, as of now, he's, in my opinion, he's one of the best receivers in the country from that class that I've seen. Um, he had a 68 receptions for 1,201 yards last year and 17 touchdowns. Things look, uh, you know, I've spoken with him. He definitely is very interested in Notre Dame. Then there's two very strong defensive ends um, that are both very interested in Notre Dame. One being Bo Robbins out of Carmel, Indiana, Carmel High School. He visited on April 21st, uh, the day before the Blue and Gold game. He's told me in the past that Notre Dame was his dream offer. Um, He kind of has a a bunch of Big Ten offers right now, but he's also getting interest from Ohio State, uh, Michigan, and then Stanford, Notre Dame, and Northwestern, which kind of shows what kind of student he is. 6'5", 230. Um, He's a guy that you'll definitely want to keep an eye on. And then, of course, there's George Karlaftis. You know, he visited on March 31st and got an offer from Notre Dame, you watch his film, and it's, you know, it really, a lot of things really jump out at you. That kid, um, he's a very talented, big bodied, aggressive, uh, just physical, um, but also technical um, defensive end. He dominates already physically as only a sophomore, 6'4, 245. Um, you know, he's very interested in Notre Dame. Um, you see pictures of him wearing Notre Dame stuff all the time. His dad went to Miami, so we'll see what happens with that situation if he gets an offer there. Um, He's an interesting kid, just moved to the United States from Greece a few years ago and seemed to pick up the game of football really quickly. He's Um, got some good genetics, I think. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then there's one more guy, we'll kind of see what happens with him, is uh, Craig Young. Um, He's out of Fort Wayne, goes to Wayne High School. Um, Actually, we got an article out on him just today. I interviewed him. He... Um, you know, he's really in tune with the, the Smith family, Jalen Smith. He played football with his younger brothers. Um, you know, he's, he has three offers right now, Indiana, Wisconsin, and Toledo. Um, he said that Notre Dame would definitely be up there if he got an offer. Um, he definitely did mention he's um, looking forward to maybe getting some SEC offers as well. So I, I guess that kind of tells me he's not a shoe-in to Notre Dame if uh, they were to offer. But, you know, 6'5", pounds. Um, you know, because he's definitely very promising. I don't know if he'll end up being a wide receiver if he's that size already. Who knows, maybe he could end up, um, you know, being a defensive end or something if he fills out and gets, gets up to 230 or 240. Who knows? So we'll see what happens with him.
0: Yeah, it's like you look at these Indiana prospects overall. I think when Notre Dame is trying to find California, Texas, Florida, Georgia talent, um, just the proximity at home is important. And that has played well with Notre Dame, I think, in terms of how these guys have developed whether it be Sheldon Day, Jalen Smith, uh, Drew Tranquil, uh, I think Osmar Bala has a chance to be really good. Tony Springman had some injury issues. Tyler Eifert was a Charlie Weiss recruit. Obviously, he developed quite nicely. Um, and then Nick Martin and Zach Martin uh, on top of that. Zach recruited by the Weiss staff and Nick recruited by the Brian Kelly staff. So I, I think there's there's such a high floor, I guess, with Indiana prospects. Like, if a kid can't play, he's at least going to help you on special teams and probably won't run off at the at the first sign of adversity. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of times when Notre Dame gets kids from out of area, they have reasons to leave. There's there's reasons to look around and wonder. Well, maybe I should be, be trying to do this somewhere else. Um, whereas you look at the Indiana guys, Gunnar Keel transfer that was certainly a unique situation. Uh, and McKelty Williams left for disciplinary reasons. So the rest of that group pretty much stuck it out, uh, and not all of them played or were hit. So it's like it's you're getting guys that you can stash on your roster and not have to worry about too much. And we can spin that forward into five guys. And I'll, I'll lead it off just because he is an Indiana guy, and Cam McGrone, I talked to him last night. And I think he's somebody that we brought up on the podcast before. I'm I'm surprised Notre Dame offered him – on Tuesday opposed to waiting for Irish invasion. Cam McGrone was also surprised that Notre Dame offered him on Tuesday opposed to waiting for Irish invasion. Cause he tore his ACL last uh, October came up to Notre Dame for the Stanford game uh, was back in spring practice, just got fully cleared last week, and I mean, this is this kids week. He went out to the opening regional in Oakland from Indianapolis was so good. He got an invite to the opening finals, got an offer from Notre Dame and today's his last day of school. So, Pretty good week for Cam McGrone. Um, He said that Notre Dame is up there, wouldn't call them his outright leader, but this is a high academic kid, takes AP classes. He uh, was taking AP environmental science this semester. Uh, I would be pretty shocked if he's not in Notre Dame's class, assuming there's still room when he decides that he wants to commit. Um, He said he wants to take official visits. So Cam McGrone, definitely first on my list this week. I've been tracking him for quite a while.
1: Yeah, I really like that story, local kid with the injury coming back in the opening finals and getting the offer from Notre Dame. That's great uh, for him. Um, now, the, I'd say, you know, there's been offers this week uh, from the 18 and 19 class. Although this is a 19 offer, I think it was the most important offer of the week. Quinn Carroll, six, um, 290-pound offensive lineman from Edina, Minnesota, Edina Senior High School. Um, you know, he's one of the most well-known recruits of the 2019 class nationally, a four-star recruit. Notre Dame offered him after he had visited and walked away with an offer, much to the dismay of many fans. Um, you know, Harry Houston, uh clearly goes about his recruiting in much more of a thorough process than some offensive line coaches. He likes to, you know, visit schools, you know, see teachers, see the coaching staff, talk to them thoroughly, get to know the kid really well before he offers. And that's what he did. And he uh, you know, he said that he'd be coming by to visit him on May 22nd, and he did, and he got the offer. Um, I think that built some confidence with the the Carroll family. I've spoken with Quinn's older brother, Colin, who uh, has sort of been delegated by their father to deal with the recruitment, and they were happy that it all sort of panned out that way. Um, I think them visiting and then walking away without an offer made them slightly concerned but although they said they weren't um, and anyhow, they got the Notre Dame offer. Um, they're a big you know Irish family. they're very in tune with Notre Dame. Um, they you know Quinn wants to get uh, you know a solid education. You'd get that at Notre Dame. He's planning on being an early enrollee. Obviously this is going to be a, a big battle though he has offers from Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Ole Miss. Obviously, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, Tennessee, UCLA, USC. Um, it's kind of a funny story of him. They, they told me they kind of put together his sophomore highlight film, hoping that, you know, they'd put it out there and hoping to maybe get a Minnesota offer, hmm. maybe a couple of, couple of Big Ten-ish offers, and it just didn't stop. Um, I've read the list there. That was just some of his offers. This kid has blown up. He's a great fit at Notre Dame. And we'll see what things, how things develop with that.
0: Yeah, I'll be pretty shocked if he's not in the class in the end. I mean, it's, he's got all the markings uh, of a Notre Dame commitment at some point. Number two on my list, Thomas Booker, somebody we should probably mention every week. Uh, and I do this just because he was coming out of uh, the opening regional a while back. And then um, our Brian Doan had a story on Monday since our last podcast just sort of outlining that Notre Dame, Northwestern, Duke are the lead three, and that's significant because all those three schools are real high academics. Um, Stanford's still a concern for me, at least, even if Booker hasn't come out and said it. Uh, but I do think that Notre Dame is in great shape with him, or maybe just good shape with him right now. It's um, When Jamie and Franklin ideally comes on board in July, if that happens, I think that will give Notre Dame another ally in the recruitment of Thomas Booker. And I think for Notre Dame to really have the, a perfect or near-perfect class on the defensive line, they have to have Thomas Booker be a part of it. And pretty much in the last week, we continue to get good news that uh, things are trending in that direction. So Thomas Booker, number two on my list this week.
1: Yeah, number two on my list is uh, Bryson Jackson, wide receiver out of Houston, Texas. Uh, Pete, you and I spoke about him, and it was sort of, you know, there's all this talk about Chase Goda, Amon Ross St. Brown, Kevin Austin, obviously, and others being sort of these top target wide receivers, and we thought, you know, it'd be good to sort of let people know Bryson Jackson is also in that group. He is, and... Uh, he goes to St. Pius, which is in Houston. Uh, it's a big-time program. His quarterback is Grant Gunnell, the 2019 quarterback that Notre Dame recently offered as well. Um, he's six foot 175, four-star receiver, rated uh, 280 overall, rated as the number 54 wide receiver. Uh, I personally feel he's sort of underranked. I think he's, uh, you know, the kid has legit speed has offers from Alabama, Miami, Nebraska, Penn State, TCU, Texas A&M, Florida, Houston, Vanderbilt, and many more. Um, I spoke with Bryson Jackson. He, Number one, he's a very entertaining guy to talk to, very high energy, would definitely be a really good locker room guy. Um, There was some interesting stuff with him in terms of a bit of a Notre Dame connection. Uh, I believe Notre Dame was his first offer, and he said that, that, yeah, he said that that was a, a big deal to him. And uh, the thing with him is he he's he might even be more of a talented baseball player than he is a football player. And when he got that Notre Dame offer, he started kind of looking into what it would, you know, if there would be a possibility of him playing baseball at Notre Dame. And then, he you know, he kind of heard about the whole, uh, you know, Tory Hunter story and be him being from Texas playing baseball as well he thought that that was really cool. And I think that it's really cool that he could possibly go that route too at Notre Dame. Um, He said he sort of modeled his game after Torrey Hunter all year. That's, you know, that's exactly what he told me. And um, anyhow, he's planning on wanting to head up to Irish invasion. Now the, the situation there is if he was going, he'd be going with Grant Gunnell and Austin Stogner, who's the tight end who they've offered from the 2019 class from Plano, Texas, uh, the three of them know each other really well. Um, he, you know, it's sort of an if they all go up, they'll go up together and they'll all be there. Um, Bryson Jackson told me that he also has a lot of other things going on with baseball and all of that. So he's not positive if it'll work out. Uh, at first, he told me he was definitely going and now it's sort of there may be a hiccup in those plans. He definitely wants to to be at that event. Uh, hopefully for Notre Dame, he will make it there. They'd probably really like to see uh, him in action live.
0: Yeah, no question. Uh, another one on my list, number three, Nazar Peoples, cornerback out of Pennsylvania. Somebody that visited for the Blue Gold game, I had sort of crossed him off the list because he had reaffirmed his Virginia Tech commitment. Now he's talking about Notre Dame again. Frank, I, it's difficult for me to look at this and know exactly where Notre Dame stands, but that's a, it's a it's a guy that is worth at least considering. Um, so Nazar Peoples, I don't expect him to really be part of the class, down the road, but could he take another official visit, could he take another visit, make it an official in the fall? Yeah, definitely. So, um, he's somebody at least keep in the back of your mind after, I think, everyone
1: sort of crossed him off coming after the Blue-Gold game um, last month. Yeah, you bet. Um, my uh, third guy would be Ethan Ray, tight end out of Uh, Servite in Anaheim, California, obviously Servite's a program Notre Dame knows well. Troy Nicholas came out of Servite as well as Equinemius St. Brown. Um, You know, he's a 2019 kid, 6'5", 240 pounds. Um, I sort of have some inside scoop with him. I spoke with Oscar McBride. He was a former tight end from Notre Dame. He played in the NFL as well. He was the offensive coordinator at Servite for, I believe it was the last three years. Now, this year, he's taking the year off coaching uh, as he's working on his doctorate. Um, but anyhow, he said to me when we were speaking about Julius Irvin, uh, who's a safety offer for Notre Dame, he said to me, you know, you need to keep an eye on this kid, Ethan Ray. Now, this was about three months ago. You know, he said he right now he's 6'5", 230. Obviously, he's up to 240 now, but he told me, you know, I saw him run a legit 4.65, and he is a very high-character kid. He gets very good grades in school. Uh, he's also a, a big-time track guy. He does very well in track as well. Um, I think Notre Dame will be after him, and now he has an offer. Notre Dame, um, you know, is going after some big-time tight ends uh, in the 2019 class. My thought is the, they'll probably take two that year. And uh, you know they've got some. They also offered Isaiah Foskey yesterday from California. He's out of De La Salle, which is quite the program. Uh, you know, obviously Austin Stogner as well, Grayson Boomer, uh, Ryland Goad out of Georgia. These kids all look like upperclassmen college tight ends. It's unbelievable the tight end class from uh, you know the 2019. Um, So we'll see kind of how things shape up with Ethan Ray, but obviously staff are out in California right now. They obviously went by Servite, check on Julius Irvin, and offer Ethan Ray. Um, The kid has offers from Arizona State, Cal, Colorado, Georgia, Oregon, Oregon State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, UCLA, and more. Obviously, he's blowing up. Um, So we'll see what happens with him. That's an an interesting prospect for Notre Dame.
0: Yeah. Mustafa Muhammad on the tight end topic would be my number four guy. This is just sort of a a news and note. He cut his list to to 10 from 36. Um, you know, you can, I'm not sure where you come up with that 36 to 10, but Notre Dame's in the 10, uh, Michigan is too. And I think that's sort of the school that most people think he's going to end up at. I mean, he's, uh, Kevin, you've written about him in the past. He's a four-star kid out of Missouri city, Texas. Um, sort of a do-everything tight end, maybe a little bit more detached than in-line, but, man, just a big-time athlete. So he's a guy, could Notre Dame get official? Maybe, uh, but for the moment, he's keeping Notre Dame in the mix in his top 10, but uh, just some other schools are in there, Clemson, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Texas A&M, so it's going to be a uh, tough battle there, but maybe Notre Dame can get official. They're still alive for Mustafa Muhammad out of Texas.
1: Yeah, you're right about the maybe for the visit with him. I actually talked to him about two days ago, and he said he really wanted to make um, Irish Invasion. But he said if he wouldn't, he'd probably make it this summer. So we'll put him down on the maybe list. Uh, Obviously, he's an important recruit. Um, My uh, fourth guy on my list is the most recent offer, uh, Tariq Bracey. Uh, He's out of California. I believe it's Milpitas uh, High School in Milpitas, California. I apologize. That's not how you pronounce that. Um, he is definitely a Swiss Army Knife player. He uh, plays some slot wide receiver, running back, cornerback, a little safety. It's also their kick returner and punt returner. Uh, he's a you know, three-star kid who's listed as the number five running back in California uh, with Scout. Obviously, um, that status is um, you know up in the air considering all the positions that he plays. Notre Dame is uh, interested in him at the cornerback position. Um, you know, his offers from Cal, Hawaii, obviously Notre Dame now, Utah, Washington State. I just heard back from him this morning, but we've spoken in the past, and he's very in tune with Notre Dame, definitely really wants to visit Notre Dame. He's very interested in general in Notre Dame. Um, last year, he had over 1,000 yards receiving, and also over 1,000 yards rushing. On defense, he had 45 tackles, five interceptions. Um, he also had 365 yards in the return game, so he really did it all. Uh, he's kind of a slight in size guy. He's five foot ten, about 156 pounds. Um, definitely a big playmaker. Um, you know, he, he does it all for his team, uh, and definitely a really interesting prospect. We'll see what goes on there. He's definitely a part of that sort of uh, California tour staff. Or, uh, have been on this week, and they're getting out some of those offers for kids they've had their eyes on for a while.
0: Yeah, I'll be curious, hopefully on our next podcast we can have either Greg Biggins or Brandon Huffman on to sort of sort through the West Coast for us, give a little bit more of a local perspective there. Biggins would be great, especially with the tight ends because he knows the L.A. area like nobody in this business. And Huffman obviously knows the West Coast from up where you are in British Columbia all the way down to L.A. too. So that might be a, a guest for us next time. Uh, on our next podcast on June 1st. And to wrap up my five guys, um, I'm going to go with a 15-year-old, Jacob Cowan, out of Providence Day School in Charlotte, North Carolina. Imagine being 15 years old and already having offers from Florida State, Georgia, and Notre Dame, because that's where uh, this kid is already, 6'5", 252, uh, and he will be a national recruit when his time comes, a couple years down the road, probably a defensive end type, prospect. I've seen some people mention him as a tight end, but uh, that's a big looking defensive lineman down the road. Um, so check back in on him in a couple of years after he gets his you know, driver's license and then gets close to graduating from high school. <laughs> but uh, he's a guy that at least Notre Dame is in on early and you wonder if maybe some of the Wake Forest connections could help a little bit. Uh, Wake Forest is a school that's offered him and has been on him since probably the beginning of his freshman year so. Uh, Jacoby Cohen out of Providence Day School in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's my last guy on my five guys this week.
1: Right, and uh, my fifth is uh, Keydron Smith. I spoke with him recently. He's a three-star cornerback out of Florida, uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, the kind of thing that jumps out first about him is he's 6'2", 180 pounds. Um, I really like his film. Um, he's ranked the number 19 quarterback in Florida, Kind of a situation with him where he's, you know, sort of a high academic kid. He's looking to be an early enrollee, so he would probably sort of rank a little higher for Notre Dame as a result of that. Um, He has offers from Duke, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Indiana, Kentucky, LSU, Maryland, Ole Miss, North Carolina, Pitt, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt, uh, and more. Um, He's planning on going to Irish Invasion. Um, You know, Notre Dame staff's been on him recently. Um, he's definitely interested in Notre Dame. And I think that if he were uh, to do, you know, show show them what they want to see out of a cornerback uh, recruit to, at the Irish invasion, I think that, you know, he could get the offer and he could definitely be a possibility for this class.
0: Yeah. It's interesting to see, and you've been doing a really good job of this charting some of these next level defensive backs that they're off, uh, offering now. And you, know, you mentioned two of them and your five guys in, Kedron Smith and Tariq Bracy, Bracey picking up an offer just yesterday. So Irish Invasion will be really interesting, and we are getting really close on that. I think we'll spend quite a bit of time previewing Irish Invasion, our next Irish Illustrated Recruiting Extra podcast. We'll be back next Thursday, June 1st, and, man, we'll just be about 10 days away from Irish Invasion at that point, and it's going to be a, a huge event this year. I think we're going to get a ton of clarity Uh, Notre Dame's board after the spring evaluation period which wraps up next week so until our podcast returns on June 1st have a great Memorial Day weekend you've been listening to Irish Illustrated Recruiting Extra I'm Pete Sampson as always joined by my co-host Kevin Sinclair thanks for listening